Welcome back to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. Before we begin, we would like to say thank you to all of our followers for their endless support. We would also like to invite you to take part in our Pay It Forward essay exchange. We would like to reach as many students as possible and would love your help. Email us your PT essays for review at preptgrind at gmail.com. In exchange, we kindly ask that you give us a Facebook review at facebook.com slash the preptgrind. Partner with us to impact and help as many pre-PT students as possible on this amazing journey. Thank you once again for all of your support. Enjoy the rest of the episode. What's up, everybody? This is Casey and Joseph, and you are listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. This is where we help you decide, prepare, and transform into becoming the best physical therapy student and the best future physical therapist you can be. Today, we are joined by our good friend, and colleague, Mr. Matt Hodges. Hey, boys. <laughs> Love you, Mr. Matthew. I'm excited about this one. This is, uh, this is my success partner. It's an honor, Matthew, uh, to, have you, to have you on here with us on the Creepy Ground Podcast. Pleasure is all mine, fellas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm excited about the topic as well, just because it's one that's going to inspire people that have have gotten to the point where they're almost giving up on the application process for physical therapy school. Because of how intense programs are, there are a percentage that really struggle to get in the first time, sometimes the second time, sometimes even the third time. Once again, as you've heard with all of our guests, there are individuals that have experienced exactly what you have experienced, regardless of where you are in your journey. And that's why we do what we do. So Matthew, thank you very much, man, once again. I'm just happy to be on here, guys. Uh, I love what y'all are doing. Just keep on serving. And uh, I, I just feel, I feel really special to be on here. And just, you know, I don't feel like my story is all that special. But, you know, if it helps, helps one person, it's worth it, right? You can remember, like, from, from those moments, and I know we'll hit the story in just a little bit. You can remember from those moments, the anxiety, the, the fear, the frustration. Those things are so real. So I do think it is special in that sense because... To go through something like that is not is not an easy task. And so to be able to kind of share your triumph story behind it is is valuable. Yeah, and and I and I went it mostly alone. Uh, you know, I, I had I had family and friends that, you know, were encouraging me and supporting me, but mm. I didn't have this community that you guys have created and uh, I I just can't I would have just been such a much better journey for me, so much less of a grind. It still would have been a grind, but it would have been less daunting. And I would have felt like I had somebody and I would have had direction and I, I could have entered PT school with, with some juice. I feel like you guys are, you guys are walking people through the, through the steps, but you're also like talking about, you know, the, the right mindset for how to get mm. into P, when you're entering PT school and, you know, uh, you're not just saying bye to them, like, all right, you, you passed, you got accepted, have a great time. You know, you guys are, are really you know, taking people through and, and wanting and helping to see them thrive in PT school. And that's where that, I guess where that's where that transform comes from. Appreciate that kind of words, man. You see how you slid that in there, Casey? Hey, he's, he's been listening, huh? You saw, Somebody you saw that? You saw that? <laughs> True yeah, fan I mean, over here. That's right. That's right. You guys are family, man. Isn't it, isn't it cool? Like, like you watch, you listen to listen to podcasts, and like, you know, they're like these 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 big shots you follow, and then they have other big shots you follow, and and like, you know, they 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 talk they talk like their friends and their colleagues, but you always wonder, like, you know, did they pay them to come on there? Like, what's what's the deal? And 
and like we're just we're just friends man so like this is this is just really cool you know oh, like sure. it's cool like connecting with with family this kind of way i'm just glad that uh we're all able to meet each other and and uh, and do this nice. right. it's, a, it's a pleasure it's fun so yeah, so man. let's get right into it let's 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 start at the beginning for you how did how did you find PT in the first place. How was that journey for you? How did it? How did it all start for Matt? I had I grew up, I grew up playing baseball. That was probably I was playing my big passion growing up. I remember my dad took me to some private lessons for like a hitting instructor. He was a phenomenal coach, and, and I love the guy. And his name his name is Don Friend. He had an unbelievable communication ability, just to make you feel so comfortable. And just the way he spoke to you, you just felt relaxed. I think the biggest thing with me with my, my baseball and like my hitting was, was like I was just always in my own head. And I just like, I never had any confidence in, at the plate. You know, he just like, just totally just transformed me. And, uh, you know, when I was with him in, in our lessons, like I was just, I would just crush the ball. You know, I was just like a beast. And I could never translate that to the to the field really, but, um, that was my own, my own issues. But I, I, I remember, I remember took away from that, that like, he was just a, a excellent communicator, just a special person. You know, I it never, that never really, it didn't stick with me. It wasn't until like years later when I'm, I'm in PT school and I'm thinking about this and I'm just thinking like, wow, like, you know, like a PTs are, our coaches, their teachers, their communicators, and like I, I think it was, I think it was like a subconscious thing with that he his impact on me kind of helped me in that process. So that's kind of like the the pre thoughts of, of of PT school. But really, you know, I was I was an average baseball player, but I loved the game. Made the made the freshman baseball team in my high school. Was cut the next two years. You know, we were pretty. We were in the playoffs every year. We're a good school. Had phenomenal facilities. I just like loved loved it so much. I wanted to be a part of it. Was cut the next two years. I was overweight. So here I am uh, going into my senior year. It's summer. I had like you know I can either try again next year or I can give up. You know, but I just loved the game so much and I just mm-hmm. couldn't give it up. So that summer I um, got a Gold's Gym membership. Started running like almost every day. And got my first job, uh, worked at um, Publix Supermarkets, a big grocery chain here in the Southeast. And I have just a few weeks ago, I've been with them for 10 years. Mm. Um, and so it was that, that was that every day. That was going to the gym, running or working, pushing groceries around, pushing grocery carts in 100 degree weather in uh, June in Atlanta, Georgia. So I uh, lost like 30 or 40 pounds in the span of like three months and mm. transformed my body. And so I made the baseball team my senior year. That was, I've had, I've had two great accomplishments in my life. That was one of them. From then on, I developed like a really curiosity and interest in the human body. You know, I wanted to keep developing. I didn't want to just go back to being overweight, chubby kid again. So, you know, I kept doing workouts and just reading more and learning more. It really wasn't until two years into college, I went to junior college to save money and then uh, came to, went to my alma mater, University of Alabama, which is where I am now on in my internship, mm. actually. Kind of funny. Mm. Uh, nice to be back. And 
uh, was looking at the uh, the courses degrees and really I was just skimming through and was like you know what do I like like you know I, li- I like exercise and and you know but like how can I what's a this was this was 2010 you know like we just had like the terrible recession and I was like what's it honestly it was like what's a job that like will have some have some security like mm. all that I can that will it will it'll be hard I know school getting into PT school will be hard or I didn't say that I said I said if I can just make it through school I'll be set up I'll be fine I'll be great you know I'll have a steady job you know decent pay you know and uh, I can do something that's fun, you know, being a physical therapist. So I did that. The, the classes here at Alabama were, were great and was doing some observation, you know, but uh, it really took took several years, honestly, you know, and honestly, like failing to get into PT school before I really started to develop a passion and love for physical therapy. And I, I had to kind of have it taken away from me in order for me to really find it and find myself and find like what I loved about it. And say it's hard for those that are getting into PT school and that have like observed it a few different places. You know, even if you've seen a lot, I would say if you're observing, try to be as engaged as you can. Cause there were times where I was just kind of watching and I'd ask a few questions, but I wasn't really there. And I came away with just like, you know, like I was going to keep trying, I wasn't going to quit, but like I was, I just didn't have that burning fire passion for physical therapy yet until I'd had it taken away from me. And I had to really earn it and, and find it and, and get into school until I, I got into school that, you know, I started learning more and going on internships in school that are like, wow, like I love this. Like, like I, now I know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's the hard thing about the, the pre-PT student is not quite knowing yet where your place is in the physical therapy world. Mm-hmm. You just said a lot of key points. Let me start <laughs> back with Publix, man. I know Casey and I had done had done a live video where we were talking about just like working as a pre-PT student or a PT school. And at yeah. Publix, you're, you're not just pushing cards. Are you engaging with with the customers at all? Oh man, yeah, they, that's, uh, I mean, one of the brands like I, I always uh, admire is Chick-fil-A. You get a outstanding customer service experience at Chick-fil-A, am I right? Def- definitely. definitely. So that's that's kind of what Publix is known for too in the Southeast here. That's kind of what, what how they, they built themselves. So yeah, I was pushing carts, but I learned early on that, you know, essentially, the nicer you were to customers, the more you took their groceries out. Uh, that means you got the faster you would get a raise, and you would get a twenty. You might get a twenty. Every, essentially, if you just weren't an idiot, you got a twenty-five cent raise at three months. And uh, but you get a fifty cent raise if you were like really pushing it. You know, you're really owning it. Starts to start down to seven dollars an hour. Yeah, high school, you're balling out. I know, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially because minimum wage wasn't as high as it is now. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. Um, you know and my fiance, that's where we actually met at Publix working. We could talk about Publix for a lot. Uh, but I just hit the gold uh, mine, man. Right. So <laughs> Joseph knows. So, <laughs> yeah, she gets, it's so funny because, like, she always gets frustrated when she hears, like, some of the newer employees talk about like how much they're getting paid and like they've only been there a handful of months and they're already they're making like like just like just a little bit less than like what she is and and she's put in so many she's put in not so many years but she's put in like three or four she almost hit five years and these people are like less than a year and they're making almost as much as her and so like it's like yeah it's frustrating but uh i know like i it's great because public it's like essentially it's like the harder you work 
the nicer you are, the more friendly and the more you take people's stuff out. Like that just equates to more money for you. So mm-hmm. like it always drove me crazy while like my coworkers, like they would just be like customers would come through and they'd be like paper or plastic. True, man. I'd be like, oh my God, like you're like, you you could be making more money if you just say hi, like, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, smile. Like, hey, let me take that out for you. And then so, like, come on, guys. Like, it's like, you, don't you want more money? Here's the crazy part, though. Like, I think it also has to be um, within the culture of where you're working, too. Cause like, where I first worked, yes. I'm not gonna shout it out because whoever listens uh, may be affiliated with it. But the first job I had was, was at a store. Very similar to that as well. And I did paper or plastic, man. Like I was, I, I carried stuff to people's cars. But the problem was, I was always told that I was a little too friendly. As in, oh. all they wanted was me to say paper or plastic. Oh, man. Pack the bag. And that's that. Because that was professional. And so it's interesting because it's almost flip-flopped with Publix. Like the more I talked and the more I was laughing, the more I wasn't paying attention to my job. God, that sounds like the PT world now, man. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. Hmm. Stepping on some toes out there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hit but I wanted to, oh yeah, for sure, man. Hit the anatomy, but I wanted to hit on the Publix. Yeah. Not because I, it caught my attention, but I think it's important to hit that. You're so right. You're so right. Yeah. So my, my story is a mix of, of, of that as well. And a big chunk of that is Publix. Yeah. I mean, 10 years in this pro and at, at the store and, and it's been, and they're, they're such a great company because like they've been so flexible with me, like through, through high school, through undergrad, through, you know, the, um, the, the time between undergrad and getting into PT school with me through mm-hmm. PT school. Um, so I, you essentially make your own schedule and, and they're great, you know, so I'm always pr- appreciative of them, but yeah, land like the, um, I think that's absolutely played a, a role in my mindset as far as the serving people. And that's, it's a great, I feel like the public's in the, the public's mindset of really just providing a, a premier customer service to the customers. I think that that pairs so well with, aspiring physical therapist mm-hmm. you have to you have to do that you know you want to um you should you should want to do that for your patients you know you shouldn't want to just just do the, the paper or plastic and for a lot of us it's not something that comes naturally like we want yeah. to serve oh yes, yes. Uh, i'm so glad you brought this up you brought that up because because let me tell you i had i had I essentially had like one i had one best friend essentially pretty much throughout high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, he's going to be like my best fan at my wedding. Like, no doubt. Like he's my, he's my brother, my blood. You know, I was essentially like me and him for like pretty much all throughout high school, you know? And so then when I got the job at Publix, you know, like, yeah, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was not the, the butterfly. I also know like I wanted to do good at my job. Like I wanted to be, I wanted that recognition. I wanted to succeed. Um, my dad, and my dad is a man of few words, but he always said, if you're going to do something, do it right. And that's always stuck with me. And so whenever I, whatever job I have, you know, like if it was just collecting grocery carts, you know, or refilling, refilling the bags and the boxes, whatever, like, you know, I had to do it right. Yeah. So, and it was no different with greeting customers and providing service to them. You know, I, and I had, you know, like I, like I said earlier, I had financial incentive to do so. You know, I got, yeah. I got more money. I literally got more money if I, you know, was nicer. So, you know, I, 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 I developed a personality, you know, with Publix, like it yeah. was because of them. And, and they're, you know, I, you know, you see, you know, the, the knock on millennials, you know, their, their heads buried in their phones and they can't talk to people. Like, you know, I, I still see that, you know, with some of the younger employees there and the people coming through the lines and, and, and I just like, think like, you know, I, what if, what, what if I had, if I hadn't gotten this job, like I might still be that way. 
I might still be a, a like a little you know bum who doesn't interact mm. with people. So Bro. so do you think oh. that job translated at all into observation hours or to your to cl- even clinicals now? Absolutely. I'm, I'm actually almost to the point where it's, uh, and this is why I know I'm going to be an outpatient guy because like, I love to be like encouraging and and uplifting and provide service. And in the inpatient world, it's more like black and white. And this is something that I have to work on is, is paint an accurate picture of the patient. You know, when I'm, I'm trying to, I'm communicating with doctors as far as how this patient is doing, like I, I naturally want to say, oh, they're crushing it. You know, they're doing great. But that might not actually be an accurate description. So that's something I'm working on currently with my inpatient hospital um, internship right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just, you know, you have to go above and beyond to provide that, that premier service to somebody. And that's just always been with me. And uh, it's it served me well in my last outpatient rotation. Uh, I was able to get a, a job offer from it, and I, I think they 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 really liked the the character that I had, and I owe a lot of that to Publix. You're absolutely right. The, this is this is something for out real talk for the for the pre PT students. Uh, when you get into school and you go on your internships, be wary of the PT mills, the corporate places. You know they 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 try to get you early. They try to you know shower you with some love, and it's not that you don't deserve it, but they're trying to offer you early on because they they want to be the first to get to you. They want to show you love first so that you'll think of them when you graduate. So it's it's not that you're not worth it, but it's just a very effective strategy on their part. They were using that. They were using that public strategy on you. I being know, extra right? nice. Yeah, exactly. They they so were. It's 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 knowing people, man. It's universal. Well, let's go back to to now your your process of getting into PT school. We've seen how being exposed to customer service at Publix was critical to really who you've become now as a. a as a PT student through your journey of being a pre-PT. So tell us a little bit about that in short, but also really some of the struggles um, that came with with not being accepted the first few times in PT school. You know, I was applying while I was in my last semester at, at Alabama and, uh, you know, just wasn't, I, I was so focused on like my grades still, you know, I wasn't coasting into my last semester there. So I was still taking some hard classes and I had a lot of my energy and time there. And I really did not focus as hard as I needed to on the application, and it and it suffered for it. And my GRE scores were okay, but a couple of parts of it were really lacking. And specifically, my writing, really my writing and my verbal was okay. It could have been better. Um, and so, yeah, when I graduated and I didn't get in, I was like, huh, okay. Well, I didn't really think this would happen, you know. And so that. That took some, and I and I, got, I started a jo- started a job, worked as an as an aide um, for a private practice, and I thought I thought that would be what I needed. I just need need, need a year of experience, and I can talk about that. You know, I'll be probably fine. It'll be great. You know, um, I think I took the GRE again, but still didn't put as much really the hundred percent effort into studying for it. And again, had like the exact same score. So hmm. so that's when. So that was two years in a row that I, I did not get in, and I was really considering, you know, just quitting. Uh, you know, I, I had I didn't even the first time through I didn't get any interview. I got waitlisted for an interview. The second time through I got an interview at Georgia State, which is where I am now. Uh, I was tenth or eleventh on the waiting list. 
but I didn't get in. And so I was really crushed. Thankfully, I had a, a very supportive family, uh, still do. And they, you know, told me to keep trying, you know, and, and so I did. And, uh, you know, that's when I like, I really devoted time and effort into getting my GRE score stronger. And I, I had the, the Kaplan uh, GRE book. I remember they had a, they had a free course, uh, a free test, practice test at Alabama when I was undergrad there. But you know, after that second time of not getting in, that's when I really dove into the book and did a lot of the practice tests and really spent a lot of time practicing. Yeah. And uh, my, my score, my score showed it. I like it, mm-hmm. like my numbers like shot up. And I think that was the biggest thing. Like my, my, my GPA was, was okay. My, uh, you know, everything else was fine. It was just the, the writing score and the, uh, the verbal um, was not up to snuff. And, and uh, I, that became, a, that became a strength. And, and uh, I got into several schools at that point. And so that was, that was wonderful to, and I got into a school I wanted to go to, which was, you know, the in-state, the cheap route, you know, uh, up just up the street, you know, Georgia state. And it, and it's, and it's great. Now that you're in PT school, you're seeing that you're very capable of being a PT student. You're very capable of being a mm-hmm. physical therapist. Hey, you have the people skills, right? The service mindset that you picked up from even working in Publix. And so it also goes to speak to the fact that community and family or individuals that are around you to support you are, are key. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, my family was, was so, so helpful, you know, but, but they don't, they don't know what, what you guys know. They don't, they don't know the, the inner workings and uh, you know, what it's like once you're in PT school and mm-hmm. they did, my parents didn't take the GRE and they didn't, you know, uh, they weren't going to grad school. They didn't go to grad school. So uh, and I, I didn't have, had a couple people that had like applied and gotten into school and like they were, they were casual acquaintances, you know, from Alabama, but I, I didn't really consider them like, I didn't really, I didn't really reach out to them and think they were like a big help. You know, I, I, so I, I essentially felt like I was, I felt like I was alone. It is such like a, a weight and, and, and uh, it just would have been, it would have been so wonderful to have you guys uh, during, during my journey. Um, but uh, and, and I am, I don't, I don't regret though. I, I regret that I didn't work my ass off earlier, but it taught me that I work, I work my, I work my butt off in PT school now because like, I know the failure that I went through mm-hmm. and I don't want to go back to that. And so I appreciate it more. And I love, I love, I love my class, but I think some of them, when they're going some of them that went through undergrad and they went straight into PT school, like, yeah, they're getting, they're going to be a, a, a DPT sooner than I am you know, age wise, but I almost feel like that they look at PT school just sort of like an extension of undergrad and like, mm. I don't, it's, they could, I'm, I don't, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say they, they dick around, but say it's it like just, it is brother. Say it like yeah, it is. It's, it's just cause we, we all, we all have to work hard, man. We all have to work hard. PT school is no joke. You know, it's, it's, it's a grind. Mm. Yeah. I just, I think, I think, I think you, you, there's so much to learn in life. Once, once you learn the, the bad side, once you learn, once you learn failure, and uh, I think it, it just teaches you a lot and gives you a lot of perspective. Yeah, I, I identify with that with that story somewhat because I didn't get in on my first try, and that feeling is horrible. Mm-hmm. It is just absolutely, absolutely horrible. And I had supportive family too, but like you said, like you know, they didn't really understand what what was going on. So you know, they gave their you know encouraging words here and there and tried to help. Um, they were like well, can you do like a two years associates? They were trying to, you know, bring up all these different ideas to help me along the way. But if this, if I had a community like this, even, even, you know, my first try and even, even better the second time, 
it would have it would have helped so much because that is not a feeling that you want to experience again and again. So if you are listening yeah. to this, just you don't have to go through it. Myself and Matt already told you what you need to do and what what it feels like. So this this is your experience. This story, this podcast episode is your experience. So you don't have to go what we went through. Yeah. So, uh, you got to be, you got to tell, you got to tell yourself the truth. You got to be honest. You got to, cause I, I, I wasn't seeing it. I wasn't, didn't want to believe it. I just kept, I just kept thinking, uh, another year of work as an aide will help, you know, I'll, I'll spend a little more time on my essay, you know, and that'll, that'll be, I'll be fine. You know, like, you know, you really need to spend time looking at what are the parts of my application that are not up to par. You know, is it is it my references? Is it my GPA? Is it? I don't know. You guys have uh, videos and done numerous content on on um, how to get into PT school. You know, if your GPA isn't super great, and it doesn't ha- it does not have to be. But you know, you can always go back and take a few extra classes and and bump it up a little bit to the to the bare minimum. You know, it doesn't doesn't take much. Uh, I think honestly, in the, after listening to some people, the higher ups in our program, GPA is not that big a deal to them. Uh, so there's hope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the point. Thank you, Casey. I got a, I got a quick question for you. Have, has any of the class ahead of you, any of the class members ahead of you dropped out, like got kicked out because of grades or anything um, like that? Not the, no, the, um, they have not. Okay. Um, we can edit this out, but I, I was just, I was just thinking because some of the people like in the class above me had have dropped out. And I was thinking back to that time that, like, I didn't get in. I was like, "Yeah, the, what the heck? You, you thought, what, what, what would it be like yeah. if I was spot? Yeah, yes. oh, like yeah. I could have oh. took your spot, right? Like, how did how did oh, y'all yeah. how did oh, y'all reject that. me? I could have took I could have right. took that spot and right. been done. Yeah, like, yeah. are you no. serious? I looked at like like look the the class that's above us. Then they just they just graduated and they're out. And and my upper class like buddy system mentor person uh he's mm-hmm. great and we, we talk we've been talking regularly uh but overall there's there's some great people in that class but overall like their class is not that well liked in our in our among our, our program and so i always looked at it like like damn i'm i'm and like i'm like i love our class like the professors love our class the class below us loves us like we interact well with them but that class for whatever reason they just did not gel well they had their their tribes and they didn't enter they didn't mesh well together and so i'm, I'm just so glad that like i always looked at it like i'm glad i wasn't part of them i'm glad i am where i am <laughs> It's it's so funny. It's like you you once once you get in, you you appreciate the journey, yeah. but but yeah, you you wish you know that you had uh, you look back and say I could have done I could have prepared better. I could have done this better. If we are prepared to just get in, it's like getting through a door, bro. Like if you don't know what to do once you're in there, then you might not survive. And then what happens is, yeah, you can always get kicked out, and then you can find your own other path in life or whatever, and you can find another major. What happens, like you and Casey are saying, like what happens to the person that was waitlisted, right? But you took like three months before you figured out, like that's what frustrates me more, man. Y'all get me on the soapbox. Frustrates me even more if you just got in there, you've only been there for a few months, and then you say, hey, I can't handle this. What? Bro, you either figure that out day one, and give them enough time to find somebody else on the, the next person on the wait list to get in and get their itch together. Or if you've gone through the whole program and you're like, man, I've tried everything I can't, like at least give it a shot. Well, since we're kind of on that topic, Matt, let's talk about 
for the people who are who have been accepted this year what are some words of wisdom that you can give to the people who are starting uh in august or september you know they they went through PTCast, they went through the journey they they went through the fire they're accepted now and they're and they're on pins and needles waiting for that first class for that first week for that first semester what are some what are some words of wisdom you can give them for their first year year two year three down the road the best that i can do is talk a little bit about how mine went and then i'll try maybe i can come up with some some words there because Every program is different. I think the, the first year, they did a good job of kind of bringing us along kind of slowly. They almost, compared to year two, they held our hand in year one. It's, it was a lot of just memorization, a lot of you know, anatomy and neuroanatomy. So a lot, of the tra- a lot of the traditional, you know, going off of what you guys, your video last week, a lot of more the traditional learning, you sit back, take notes, like you got to, you got, you just got to know this information. You, you just, you got to know the, that, uh, you know, the L4 dermatome is to the, to the big toe, you know, like you just, you just got to know that. Um, and just stuff like that. And then, so a lot of the traditional learning and then you go on your internship and that's where like you really develop your skills and, and it's great. Um, you really develop confidence as a young aspiring therapist and you come back to school and you've got, you kind of are developing like a philosophy and like mm-hmm. which, how you want to treat. And then you come back to school and it, and that sucks. You mm-hmm. go back on, on an internship and you have a great time. You learn, you build, and you got to come back into school and, and, and kind of be that slave again. In year two, like they crank it up. There's no more holding our, there's no more holding our hand there. It becomes more. And, and the good thing is it becomes more uh, clinical decision-making and less like, less like you got to know this and more, what are you going to do? Uh, so it's, 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 uh, it's good in our development for year in year two, but man, was it almost so much harder. One of the, one of the girls in my class, one of my good friends, Meg, uh, she's an Alabama alum too, but she, she does not do anything on Saturday. She doesn't, Saturday she takes off, you know, like, you know, so work, work hard when you have to and, and work, work equally as hard at like your time off, you know, when you got it, you know, like, mm. don't, don't, like, don't be 50% in your work. Don't be 50% in your downtime either. You know, I have a, yeah. a quick question about going back to the pre-PT process in your interview, in your interview process, was there ever a question like, did you, did you ever have a failure and how did you come back from that? And did you use your not getting accepted three times in that interview process? And did you incorporate that into that answer at all? And how did that work? For you? I want to say no, because I, I don't, I don't know if I would have wanted to come across it saying like, Oh, failing at getting into PT school is like taught me so much. I, I may have, I may have wanted to go a different route. I didn't want them to think of, of my story as, as failing to get into PT school. I, I may have gone with like my baseball story of getting cut two years in a row and then working mm. hard and getting, you know, so it's something different, but it's relatable to the, the, the PT, you know, three times a charm. Gotcha. So, yeah. I, I, my, my mom is a, is a recruiter, uh, has been a, a, an IT recruiter for many years. And so she understands like the interview skills, like so well, I always try to pick her brain. And so I always feel like she's always giving me little tips. Like, you know, I, 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 like, I, like, I, I feel like I should say this mom. She's like, no, 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 no. You don't want them to think that you don't want them to do <laughs> you know, So I, I feel her voice in my head telling me, you don't want them to, to your story to be about failing to get into the thing you want right now. Not that there's anything wrong with, you know, with talking about struggle, you know, cause like the, the two greatest accomplishments in my life, you know, making my base, making the baseball team and getting into PT school were, were 
because of, of failure. Now question, um, and I know we could talk forever. I know when Matt and I do our calls, uh, he's my success partner. I mean, we can go on forever. Uh, where, where can they find you if they want to hear a little bit more about you? Snapchat, my, my name, Matt Hodgins and Facebook. That's probably the easiest way. Yeah. You can, I, I, I love doing the, uh, the audio recordings on the Facebook messenger. I love that. I'm actually doing this, uh, with my classmate and good friend of my, in my program, Christy, she's like 30 day challenge. Yeah. And so I, I'm taking it upon myself to uh, ask 30 days, ask 30 people, like, what do they need help with? So I'm, I'm kind of using like the either Snapchat or the messenger or a phone call or text, you know, to reach out to friends and loved ones and see what they need help with. So, yeah. but yeah, Facebook, Facebook for me. Matt and uh, another good friend of his, Andrew Tyler, will be starting oh, uh, man. their own podcast pretty ATK. soon. So by the time this is published... Who knows? It could be could be getting ready to, to blow up. If you guys um, find Matt on on Facebook and the, and the platforms that he was just mentioning, uh, you should know when when that launches. And I think you're going to want to follow everything they do. Um, I've spoke to them myself. Casey spoke to them himself as well, and we both see how how pivotal their message is going to be on their podcast platform. So if you've been following us, you might as well be following them. Uh, so keep on the lookout for that. Uh, Thank you, brother. Before we close, Casey and I have uh, two questions for you. Yeah, so my question is more on the practical side. We talked a little bit about study strategies and, and study tips, and you gave some advice on what may work for some people, but, but what did Matt Hodgins, or what is Matt Hodgins using for his study strategies? Because every student has to find their own way to study, but what if that way is failing for them right now? And mm-hmm. they need some help getting over their 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 academic struggles. What, what does Matt Hodgins use that somebody, that somebody else can use right now? I think for PT school, every class is different. You know, the, the, the program is so different than anything else you've experienced in your educational career. I think you need to be flexible even within the program. And there have been times where I was kind of solo. I was kind of by myself studying and, and it worked, it worked fine. And there are times where I really need to be in a group and I've got four or five guys that that we get together a lot for you know finals weeks or or what have you, and uh, we do great together. Like I, I I need those guys like I to help me get through you know. But then you know, like I said, there are times where you know I need to recognize that like I need to step back and do some work on my own, and then I'll come with you guys and and finish the rest of the rest of the way home. So so be flexible, try different things, take every challenge, and ask yourself like what's what do I need to do, and be honest with yourself. Matt, based on where you are right now in your journey, glance back at a time when you were just pre everything you have accomplished. So that could be when you were 17, 15, 16, um, just a younger version of yourself that had yet to see most of what you've seen. What would you tell the younger version of yourself? Like we always say, there's someone listening right now that is at that point in their life where you were. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a lesson and it's and it's actually lesson number one from from all our mentor, the man Greg Todd. Personal development, I think, is always been key to me since Smart Success. That and that's personal development might sound like a buzzword to you who's listening, but really it's about becoming the best version of yourself so that you can accomplish things you want to accomplish. You can help others, which is why we're in this field. I've gotten to where I, I'm trying to pay attention to the, the super successful people, whether it's in the PT industry or they're in the personal development industry. Um, you know, I consider 
Greg Todd, a personal development master within the within the PT profession. Um, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Jim Rohn, Gary Vaynerchuk. So find find some people and like I've gotten to where like I watch YouTube so much that like I don't even I don't watch TV that much. Um, mm. And uh, and it's just fascinating to watch these these super successful but super inspirational people. And if you listen to them all long enough, they all essentially say the same messages. Mm-hmm. And and we could talk like forever on like what those messages are. But you know, it's it's either they're all spilling the same crap from the same cliche. It's either that you believe that if you're a negative person, or it actually works because you know they're, they're all they're doing is preaching how they got there. So if you just listen to what they're saying and you start doing what what they say to do, then then you will you will get what you want. You will accomplish what you want. Lifelong learning is is like a buzzword in PT in the in the profession, but I don't think it gets explained enough. And I think if you're always striving to, to better yourself. You're gonna win. You gotta um, work on yourself before you can give of yourself. Yes, yes. You hit a few stumbling blocks, and the natural feeling is, oh, yeah, maybe this isn't worth it. Maybe I can't do it. But then you read something like I've been reading the 10x rule, and you realize mm-hmm. that it's it's really about how much effort you put into it continuously, continuously, yeah. relentlessly, with no with no concept in your mind of escape. It really adds up into not just your professional life, but your personal life, how you, how you approach absolutely everything. And you become a better person all the while. And I think yeah. because we're relating with people so much, like we have to give ourselves, we have to give the best of ourselves. And if we haven't identified the best in ourselves, we can't give 100% of what we're capable of as yeah. students and professionals. So I agree wholeheartedly, man. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have stumbling blocks getting into PT school. PT school is gonna be littered with stumbling blocks. You gotta you gotta have you know some some foundation that that keeps you strong. And and that's what that's what that stuff has been for me is the, the personal development stuff. And and just and I think I think Greg taught so much for for opening those resources up to me and showing me how I can keep my fire going strong. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us on the Pre-PT Ground Podcast, brother. This, this was so much fun, guys. Uh, it's, it's an absolute blast. Thank you. Thank you. See y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. This is a part of the show where we support the people who support us. First, we'd like to mention Smart Success PT, founded by Greg Todd. This course helps you increase your value and build your brand as a physical therapist. What is Smart Success PT? It's an online course, lifetime access, that gives you step-by-step instructions on how to make more money as a PT, improve your worth to your employer, and gain more time for yourself and for your family by learning the most current leverage strategies as a physical therapist. It also helps you catapult your career, expand your network, and achieve your goals. So check out Smart Success PT. Next, I'd like to mention NewGradPhysicalTherapy.com in conjunction with CovalentCareers.com. NewGradPhysicalTherapy is an online platform that offers you content with topics including careers, clinical skills, licensing, grad school, insurance, residency, and they even have an audio series to help you study. The parent company to NewGradPhysicalTherapy is Covalent Careers. This is a sophisticated web platform that helps PTs find the right opportunities 
and jobs after PT school. Their main goal is to be the champions for new grad physical therapists, helping them cross the void from student to new PT, especially in regards to career resources. They have tons of helpful content for both job seekers and employers. It is meant to inform both on how to identify what is the best match for both parties and to make that happen. The platform also allows you to start networking and communicating with potential employers well before graduation. It's a great way to explore employment options well before that stressful time of actually having to find a job. Sign up for your free profile at covalentcareers.com. Use my code CASEY2017. That's Casey2017. If you're skeptical on why you should use my code or anything like that, don't worry, it's just a way for us to track how well this message is reaching you. So sign up and I'll see you inside. Next, I like to mention fitbucks.com, F-I-T-B-U-X. This is an online financial platform that helps you map your financial future before, during, and after PT school. So go check them out, F-I-T-B-U-X, fitbucks.com. Lastly, I like to mention healthsnaps.com. It provides video and messaging for you and your patient. Telehealth is here, telehealth is the future. Go check them out, healthsnaps.com. Now many of you may be wondering on why pre-PT grind is promoting things that seem unrelated to pre-PTs. Well, that's where I beg to differ. These resources are very much related to pre-PTs and their success. This is where pre-PT grind separates itself. Our goal is not just to get you into PT school, but our goal is to make sure you thrive once you're in and beyond. This is not a 16-week class that gives you a final exam, then sends you on your way. We have you set up all the way to the end of the journey. So stick with us, keep listening, and we've got you covered. Thank you again so much for listening to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. We will see you very soon.